Good morning or good afternoon or good evening, whatever time of the day you are listening to this. It is Amy Gerard back with Beyond the Likes. Ba-boom, boom, ching. I really need to come up with a consistent opening line. I think that's what the original podcasters do. Like they have segments that they do every single week. I'm just not that organised if you haven't already cottoned on. This week's podcast is about my adorable dad, Big B. If you haven't been following along on Instagram, we had a little bit of a scare in the family. Big B has had a few heart issues. A lot of people just think he has narcolepsy because he is constantly asleep. He doesn't actually have narcolepsy. He just loves a day nap. He's also retired from the police force and doesn't have many hobbies. So napping is maybe a hobby of his. But a few or maybe about six months ago, he started noticing that he was having all these flutters in his heart. I don't know how he described it, but he does do a lot of walking. He likes to walk from his house to my house, which is about a good hour and a half walk. And sometimes on his walks, he would notice that his heart would be like doing these bizarre flutters. And apparently he'd spoken to his GP about it and his GP had told him about pushing a carotid artery in his neck every time that happened. Anyway, (laughs) that kept him in good stead for a couple of months. But anyway, he went to the doctors and he said, it's getting worse. It's, you know, it's causing me shortness of breath and whatnot. So they sent him immediately to the heart specialist where they did a stress test on his heart. And then from that point, they didn't let him leave the hospital. So we're a pretty tight-knit family and touch wood, we haven't had, you know, both my parents have unfortunately had cancer, but, you know, they're in remission from both of their cancers now. So them aside, they ha- we haven't really had anything health-wise that's, you know, put us on edge. So when we got the call from Big B saying, actually it was my mum saying, everything's all good, but um, your dad had has some issues going on with his heart and he's gone into St. George Private and basically they're not letting him leave. So anyway, the procedure that he ended up having to have, it's called a cardiac ablation. The procedure itself is not actually that risky, but it is quite tricky and intricate because they have to go up through catheters, through the veins. I could be totally wrong. So if there's any nurses or doctors listening to me, don't crucify me. Then they basically have to find the flickering, like they were calling it, my dad was calling it a faulty wire, just in layman's terms. The faulty wire, basically, there was a flickering faulty wire and then they have to try and find that somehow. And then when they find it, they have to cauterize the the dodgy bit. Anyway, the first attempt was completely unsuccessful. I don't know whether they put him under general anesthetic. I don't know. He was just so out of it. They couldn't even get his heart properly to wake up. So then they were pumping him with ketamine. Lol, he was having a real good time in there. But unfortunately, it was unsuccessful, which apparently happens, you know, a fair bit in these kind of procedures. So they can't do they couldn't do it again straight away because it puts too much uh, trauma on the heart. It's trauma? No, not trauma. Stress. So he had to wait a couple of weeks. He got he got himself COVID. 
Super spreader, gave it to all us, um, but he went back in over last week on Thursday and the, he had the procedure first thing Friday morning. He was first cab off the rank and this time it was a successful one. They were in there for like five hours though, so they went up one side of his groin, didn't have much luck that way, so then they went up the other side and apparently it was inside a vein. I mean... That's probably going to make no sense to anyone. Even when Big B was telling me, I was like, what does that mean? He was like, it's quite uncommon for it to be hidden there. Anyway, I think the whole point of this podcast is it was just, I was talking to mum about it and we were all kind of a little bit, you know, we all had a very positive outlook and we're all going to say positive and whatnot, but we would be lying if we said we weren't a little bit all on edge, you know, waiting for the phone call from his heart specialist to tell us that he was all good and that the operation was a success. So we were kind of just all checking in with each other, me, Ben and Tom. And we got the call and everything was all good, but it just got me, you know, thinking. I was having a conversation with my mom about, you know, things that you couldn't live without. And obviously none of us could live without Big B, but that's, you know, we're not even going to go there. It was more just, I think it just put things into perspective for me. You know, I think in this day and age, life is so busy. Children are so busy. Every single day is different for me. And my dad, he just, sometimes he pops his head in. He doesn't have a lot going on in his life at the moment. So he will pop in and, you know, want to have a conversation with me. And unfortunately, I am usually trying to make school lunches or I'm trying to get three kids dressed or I I don't give him the time that I would like to give him. He also loves to tell stories. Like he's a very wonderful storyteller. But even if you say, what colour is the sky, dad? He'll be like, well, the earth underneath the grass is actually green. And then you've got green grass. And then if you slowly raise your eyes up, you'll come to it. And then, and then finally he'll finish off with, and then the sky above it all is blue. And, uh, he likes to talk in roundabouts. So I have had that my whole life from him. And like, I do, I'm going to admit it. I do tend to sometimes cut him off because I'm like, come on, man, let's get to the point. And I just, I don't want to be that daughter to him. I want to give him the time of day. If there is a very, very small silver lining to this, I think it's that we will all probably, you know, give Big B a bit more of our time. You know, he loves to come over to mine and make a cup of tea or he'll make a, he makes Brad's milky coffee. He's got his own signature milky coffee where he makes instant coffee with a little bit of hot water and then he fills it halfway up and then he puts milk in, full cream milk, and then he pops it in the microwave. It's very bizarre. And then he adds honey. And when I tell you it's quite disgusting, <laughs> I'm not joking, um, but he loves it. And he loves, more importantly, he loves making Brad's milky coffee for me. And if Ryan's home, he gets one too. Now, Ryan, he has the excuse of just constantly being attached to his headphones. So he is always on work calls and he doesn't tend to come down. I I want to give him more of my time and I am 100% going to do that from now on. Even if it's just popping around to his house, 
one day, you know, a fortnight and sitting out the back and having a cup of tea with him or even a red wine. He does love red wines, but we checked with his doctor if he needed to stop drinking and apparently his condition has nothing to do with alcohol. So he's given Big B the green light to still have a few wines here and there. So I might even pop round and have a wine with him, you know, have a cup of tea, do all the things that I should have been doing, you know, in the lead up to his, I guess, procedure. I remember, not to get all deep and dark on you, but I remember when my dad's dad passed away and he had just been on an aeroplane. My pop and my nan had just come back from Cairns where they'd been on holidays. And I remember I was actually living over in the UK at the time. And I remember my mum calling me saying, oh, um, nan and pop have just turned up and pop is, there's something going on. All of a sudden he didn't recognise my dad and he didn't, he was quite disorientated. Anyway, they took him straight to the hospital. Anyway, he ended up passing away. He was quite elderly as well, um, but he ended up passing away. He had a brain aneurysm. But I remember my dad at his funeral just saying, like, if he had this time over, he would have said yes to all the golf. And, you know, the beauty of hindsight is that you do wish that you had all that time back. So anyway, I don't want to go down this path. I, you know, I don't want to have intrusively bad thoughts about anything happening to Big B. I just am going to make a very conscious effort to be a better daughter. And you know what old people are like? They, you know, they turn into like little fuddy-duddies as they get older. They get all like stuck in their way. (laughs) And, you know, they just, I think the most valuable thing that you can give them is time. My brothers are pretty good. They like to take him out for a game of golf every now and again. Maybe I'll take him out for a dad and daughter day. I think he'd like that. I do I do a lot of things like that with my mum and I think he may get a little bit jealous, but isn't it funny? My dad and I, sorry to segue into this, but growing up, my dad and I used to butt heads something savage. And yet I think... I am most like him out of me and my brothers. So when I was growing up, obviously as a little girl, he was just the bee's knees. He was, you know, my dad and the best dad ever. But then when I was a teenager, again, I think this comes down to the fact that my my mum and I are quite different personalities. My mum is very soft not that I'm not soft, I'm very emotional and I'm very empathetic, but I'm also quite a strong personality and like quite a, I can be quite firm and I can hold my own. Whereas my mum, God love her, but she's a bit of a pushover. And so my dad would try and discipline me and I would just talk back and I would back chat him. And I grew up in quite a strict household. My, not my mum, but my dad was very strict. Like we were raised to very much have respect for your elders. We were never allowed to swear. We were deprived of basically any form of junk food. 
uh, we were never, this will blow people's minds, we were never, ever allowed to watch The Simpsons. Like my dad decided that that was a show that would rot your brain and we were never allowed to watch it. We were never allowed to have like Nintendos or anything like that. We always just had to be playing out in the street or in the bush and out in, anyway. So when I did become a teenager and I, you know, don't want to say got my periods and grew even more of a bit of a bulldog, but I think... I think in my teenage years, my dad is used to being the, you know, the man of the house and what Big B says goes, whereas, and my mum would just be like, oh, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir, whereas I would be like, no, that's unfair, or I would, I would, I would stand up to him and I would stand up for my brothers and I would stand up for my mum And, oh, he did not like that. He did not like a woman. Well, I was a teenager at the time, a woman teenager, but still a teenager, challenging him. And so we had a good couple of years there where we really butt heads. He wanted, I don't want to say he's quite controlling, but he likes to be be the man of the house and he likes to have the final say and blah, blah, blah. And I, yeah, I just probably pushed all his buttons. And so we had a few uh, rocky years there, but it's funny because I have such a special relationship with him now. And I think he really, really appreciates and respects the woman that I've grown up to be. I think he can safely say that he played a part in being the way in in me being the way that I am because he is a very he's a strong man as well and he's you know he's very resilient and he's very he's firm but he's very fair and I am so much like him probably more than I care to admit <laughs> care to admit I wish I was more like my Dalai Lama mum but I just lucked out there Honestly, the patience that that woman has, she's a bloody saint. If I only had half of that, my kids would be, you know, probably way more chilled out. I think Big B and I, our relationship really, really grew when I moved out of home. Because when I don't live under his roof and I don't have to live by his rules, he and I get along beautifully. It's almost harmonious how well we get along. We have this mutual respect for each other and our relationship just blossomed. And then since having children, he has just been so helpful. You know, it probably also helps that he is retired and has nothing else to do, but he'll just pop around and be like, oh, can I take, you want me to take Charlie to school for you? Or do you want me to take the boys up to preschool or can I watch the boys while you walk Charlie up to school? He just does really nice, thoughtful, considerate things like that. He's always thinking of others. Both my parents are very selfless like that. They're always thinking of others. But I just, this whole last week, it's just, it's put a lot of things into perspective for me. He is a really great guy and I do really enjoy his company. I really appreciate him when he is helping me out you know, he can be a pretty funny guy as well. Like he's got a wicked sense of humor when he's not trying to parent me as a 36 year old mum of three um, and just be my mate. He has a very, very nice sense of humor. Uh, I wish I would say, I wish I could see that side more often, but um, he still does try to baby me. 
he'll probably be doing that for the rest of his life. But they are going over to the UK soon. So they leave at the end of May. I'm not going to lie. I am thinking about moving into their house. I'm, I'm working on them to sell me that house. Have you seen that backyard? It's funny because I grew up with that backyard my whole life and yet never once did I appreciate it for its worth. Like that view is bloody amazing. And I never, I never took it in. I never thought anything of it. And now as like a pensioner, I just walk in that backyard and I'm like, far out. This is just so beautiful and relaxing. And I totally understand why they don't want to sell their house to me. But also Big B, if you're listening, I'm your only daughter. I promise I will take good care of your house. Promise. I will do some heavy renovations. Your interior design styling is, you know, rather horrendous, but you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. I will take very good care of your house. We'll do all the gardening. You know, you can't sell it to Tom because I'm your only daughter and I've also got more kids than Tom. So it's only fair that you sell it to me. But in the meantime, while you are overseas, we might house sit for you. We might do like one week on, one week off, and just, you know, test out the waters, see what it would be like to live there permanently, you know, for when for when they sell the house to us. I don't know if situations like what happened with Big B has happened to you guys. I don't know. It's sad that something like, you know, Big B's heart bloody having a disco party in there had to happen in order for me to pull my finger out and be more attentive and whatnot. But this day and age, life just gets the better of you sometimes. So it's sometimes nice to have a little reminder to make you stop, bring you back home, bring your thoughts, bring bring everything home and just think about what is important to you. And for me, that will always be my family. You know, my own family and then my extended family, they are truly everything to me. I I can't imagine a life without them. In fact, I hope that they live until they're 102 and they get letters from the queen and and then I hope they get into bed and pass away peacefully holding hands. That would be the dream. Hopefully, you know, Big B lives a long and prosperous life. I'll be there cheering him on, drinking his Brad's milky coffees potentially spitting him down the sink when he's not looking. And yeah, I'll keep you posted how he goes. Hopefully everything is all good from now on. A few people met, reached out and said, oh, I had an ablation and it was the best thing we ever did, uh, best thing I ever did and blah, 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 blah. Wish I'd done it sooner. So I'm hoping that that is the last that Big B sees of it. I will do some podcasting from their house even. I think that'll be exciting. Maybe I'll do it outside in nature and I'll film it so you can all be on the podcast with me. I don't know. I need to get a tripod and do all that stuff. I'm very unorganized right now. But this is going to be a short and sweet little potty. I really, really, really want to start getting back into the studio. Um, But this week, now that I, I, I just feel like we've had illness after illness and then now it is... Easter holidays. And I've got Charlie home with me for the next two weeks, but I will. I'm going to get back into the studio. I'm going to get on some guests. I actually have so many guests lined up. It's just rather difficult trying to find times and dates that align with, you know, two, two different people who are running very different schedules. But I have 
some really incredible people lined up and I, I just need to get back into the studio and get more professional and stop being so complacent and recording at like 9pm at night in my pyjamas with no pants on. So if I don't speak to you beforehand, which I won't, I hope you all have a fantastic Easter. I hope the Easter bunny comes not dressed like, honestly, those fucking Easter bunnies, those adults are dressed as Easter bunnies. They're terrifying. Don't do it. The only Easter bunnies that are cute are the cute little fluffy ones. The Easter bunny outfit is not okay. They're terrifying. I mean, my kids will take chocolate off anything, off anyone, which is also terrifying. But I think they're like creepy as. Um, But have a wonderful Easter. I hope you spend it all with family and friends. As my parents would say, get off your phone be more present. And I'm going to do just that this weekend. So I hope you all have a wonderful extended long weekend and I will chat with you all next week. Wait, next week. Yeah. I'm going to record on Monday next week. So you'll hit, Oh God, I'm leaving. Okay. Bye. Love you all. Bye-bye. Mwah.